Welcome to No Pants Required. I'm your host, X3C, and thanks for joining. Today is a special day. Not only is it my first guest, but it's a very, very good friend of mine joining the show today. So please give a hand and welcome to No Pants Required, Rashid Abdul Thomas. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate the applause. And I'm so glad to be your first. I mean, it's exciting to have a guest with so much knowledge and experience here at No Pants Required. But it's also, you know, a great friend of mine who is not only a extreme uh, good friend of mine, but a, a great life coach and author. Um, so today we're going to discuss our friendship, you know, the long journey. I, it's been <laughs> many decades. Um, our college days or even your college days. And to discuss, you know, a major decision you made. And I have a really good example of that decision um, that I would like for you to discuss, as well as your consulting firm. Like, you know, the thoughts behind you starting that and, and, and what was the uh, the reasons behind that. And then tips for successful branding. Um, you Like I said earlier, you're also an author. So we like to dive into your book a little bit and provide a little bit of um, information and a catalyst, um, uh, you know, that 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 helped you write that book or, you know, that what was the thought behind you writing that book? And then lastly, we want to talk about, you know, advice to uh, starting your own business, right? So before we get into that, though, I would like to jump into the quickie. It's a topic that I'm sure you are greatly familiar with and someone that I'm also, you know, just intrigued by because I think this is a shift in American society, maybe even globally. And so, you know, what is known as the great resignation, um, you know, I think of, immediately like the stimulus checks and everyone is thinking, oh, I'm making so much money off of stimulus. I don't need to do these jobs, but I'm obviously stimulus checks, you know, are temporary, but also those, those checks ended, you know, months ago in several States. Right. And so people are still resigning from work. So I start to peel that back in my mind. I started to think, wait, wh what is, what is this great resignation? You know, employees are opting out of what I will call pre pandemic conditions. Right. right. Um, we are, you know, shuffling our work professions, like we were completely changing what we think of work, what we want to do for a living. You know, then there's this hybrid work that's out there, right? Whether we're in the office, out of the office, or, you know, the type of work that I'm doing, you know, I'm my own individual contractor, for example, if someone wants to pursue that route, as opposed to working, you know, a nine to five and spending maybe nine to 10 plus hours a day in the workplace, Right. And it's not something that, he, you know, you may or may not enjoy. Right. So, you know, I'm here for all of it. So, I will, you know, get your perspective on it. You know, what are your thoughts on this, what we call the new norm and what companies are doing um, in terms of like how this is going to flow in the future? Absolutely. So I'm, again, glad to be here. And I think we have a great podcast lined up. Thank you for inviting me. So the great resignation or even the, what some are calling the big quit is happening globally, where just like you said, people are looking at their lives, not only pre-pandemic, but post-pandemic or post-quarantine, and they're rethinking everything. Just like we all had to figure things out in the quarantine, like within a matter of hours or days, people are now, when offices are reopening, people are being called back into work, they're looking at their life and they're seeing what's important. We've all spent the last 20 months having our uh, being faced with our mortality, what's important, what matters, what, um, how can I live my best life? 
and I always say, Warren, um, that I, no one asked my single mother with two kids, my black single mother with two kids, what the work week should look like for her. And I look at, I'm glad that we're having a conversation of looking at work and redesigning work. So that's one aspect of the big quit. People are looking at, hey, I don't need to be in the office uh, 50 hours a week, six days uh, a week. I can do something else or I, I, I want to travel more or I want remote work more. Or here's what I think the foundation of the big quit or the great resignation is. Guess what? I don't want to do this anymore. Whatever that exactly. role that they're in. And so it's re it's looking at the vision that they have for their life and 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 making sure it connects to what's important to them. And then if their work life doesn't align with that, then people are walking out the door. And here's the other shocker about the big quit or the great resignation. Nothing lined up. People are just walking out and stepping out on faith, right? And I don't think the um the stimulus had anything to do with it or the the payments that were made. I, I forget the title of it, but, you know, I know economists have explored over the decades like a, a, a single payer system or some form of uh, living wage that if everyone got the same amount in a country. Absolutely. Then, then it, it could possibly work. And here's the funny thing about that. Conservatives came up with that idea decades ago. Hmm. And we've seen it happen in the pet in the quarantine to where people are saying, Oh, I actually only need this amount to live. Right. And so I I'm, I'm glad that we're rethinking it. We're still in the storming stage of it because there's differing opinions. Um, so I look forward to what the res- what we'll land on, but most importantly, people are choosing themselves. They're not waiting on their employer to tell them what to do. They're not doing it because they're trying to chase some title or some dream that, you know, pre-pandemic, we were all conditioned to to chase after. And now people are saying, you know what, this baking bread with my family, walking the kids to school, riding a bike in a park while I take a few phone calls and answer a few emails, that's most important. Um, not hustle and bustle and schlepping and commuting and all of those things. So that's my thoughts on the big quit or the great resignation. And I think that makes sense, especially when you bring up the storming phase. And I believe we are definitely in the teeth of the storming phase of that. And, and something I heard recently that, uh, you know, I, I, I think is pretty unique and um, how we, we, we approach in this is at one point in, in you know, in the middle of the pandemic and we're still going through it. Many organizations, media outlets, individuals even um, broach this situation as a one size fits all. But I really think companies are going to have to find that flow organically, right? It may not be this one set policy that governs the entire organization. It may have to be something where we set these high level parameters and we have a lot more wiggle room in between to navigate. And I'm excited about it as well. You know, um, I don't think many of us, I know definitely for myself, I didn't think about you know, the work-life balance in the, in the same light, how I think about it now. It is right. refreshing that we went down this path in a very unfortunate manner, but I can say I am very happy that we are working our way through what the new norm should be and how it can be, as you stated, for a single parent. And let me say this, you, you know, I realize we're human beings, not human doings. And not that I realize that. I think employers or our systems, our structures in, in the U.S., especially and, and globally, anywhere there's a, 
a, um, an industrialized economy or uh, a capitalism, some form of capitalism, we're looking at, hey, these are human beings, not human doings. And so, you know, no one at the end of their life lays on their deathbed and says, geez, I wish I would have worked more. And so that's what I think being faced with uh, the coronavirus, some people even getting it and then um, being near death, people are looking at what's most important. And and uh, I remember, I'll say this, and I'll, I remember when I first got to New York, I live in New York City, and when I first got to New York, I would hear people on the subway saying that, oh, I'm just going to get a gig for a few months and then I'm going to take the summer off. And me with my then ambitious self who was, trying to climb every ladder that you can think of, I thought to myself, who says stuff like that? That's so irresponsible or that's not how you get into, you know, leadership. And then now, 20 some odd years later, almost 20 years later, guess what? Who wouldn't want to work for a few months out the year, make enough money to sustain you for the remainder of the year and then take the rest of the time off to do. I'm raising my hand for that right now. Absolutely. (laughs) So I've learned as well. (laughs) Right. All right. So um, great discussion on that. I definitely think uh, there's more to come. And I act like you said earlier, I'm excited to see what this great uh, resignation um, has in store for all of us or this new norm has in store for all of us. All right. So, you know, jumping into our lineup today, um, I do want to give the listeners a little bit of background of who we are, how we came together. So um, a little bit about discussing our friendship. And and I can say we met. Wow. I think I was a junior in high school. So yeah, that that was 98, maybe even 99. I want to say like 1999 um, around that time we met very long time ago. And we've been in each other's lives for a long time and through ups and downs and successes, you know, uh, you know, it's been a, a good journey and, you know, just want to like, you know, from your perspective on our friendship in the beginning stages, you know, what are your thoughts? Well, we were all younger then and everyone was trying to, so it was 98, you were junior in high school. I could have been a freshman in college or maybe uh, at the time. Um, no, no, I, no, I was almost out of school. No, was it 98? I, I feel okay, like I, it was. Okay, I was almost out of undergraduate at the time. No. No, you, no, because I just uh, started yeah. after, yeah. You were probably I, in the first year or going into the first year, maybe. Okay, so, um, but I graduated from college in 99, undergrad. I was done. Maybe. Oh, you're right. I have my dates mixed up. Yes. Eight, oh, you're seven. right. Oh, wow. Okay, junior high school. That was earlier than 98, 99. <laughs> Just realized that. Because you were 97. You're 97. 90. Thank you. So you could in 96, which would make sense. Um, yes. 96 okay. makes sense. Um, I hadn't thought about that until we're talking about it right now. And, you know, I think we were all young, young people finding ourselves, finding our way. And, um, and I remember us connecting through uh, a, a shared uh, connection who I see every, I've heard, seen their face every blue moon or seen their profile on social media, but uh, we're not connected, but they connected us. And I think that's the beauty of relationships or how people, some people connect each other and they, their friendship flourishes, although the other people who really knew each other, uh, it, it dwindles and that's okay. And that's life. So, um, you know, I, as I think about it, uh, I think just, you know, there were some common things that kept us in, in, in touch. And then I think the fact that you were also going to school near me and then, 
And you were, I remember as a junior, you were saying, you know, I'm going to Grambling and this is what I'm going to do. And then that just a shared passion and ambition has kept us um, in, in relationship. And I think here's the also beautiful thing is that not, not just yin and yang, but you're an Android, I'm a Mac, <laughs> you know, it's all these different things at right. times. Um, but that's the beauty of um, you're a whole person, I'm a whole person. And and guess what? We've had ups and downs and not because of you may not have done ups and downs, but as I've evolved as a person, there have been ups and downs to where, you know, maybe I didn't like information I heard or maybe I, I didn't like a position I heard. But that's what I've grown and evolved as a person and realized that you're a human being just like I am. And everyone's entitled to their own uh, life and opinions and views and outputs and uh, what's most important. Last thing I'll say is I, te te I tell everyone, you taught me how to do online banking with Bank of America years ago. <laughs> I had no idea. Ago. You could do a check. And I was like, you got to write a check out. And you were like, Rashid, who writes a check out? Who writes checks? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, I can say, again, through ups and downs. But one thing was consistent for me is friendship. Right. And there were times and I can say this to everyone because I want to be as real as possible for everyone. You know, there are times in, well, a time specifically in college where I literally had nowhere to stay. I didn't have a dorm room. Or an apartment. But what I had was a friend who went to college 20 minutes away who allowed me to not only stay in their own private room and eat off of their meal card and eat at Popeye's. <laughs> I mean, I mean, those are the type of friends who, you know, you cherish and you want to keep around those who have your back. And you definitely was, you know, had my back during that really tough time back in college, you know, and not many people know about that. Um, some may be hearing this for the first time. Surprise. You know, it, it, it did happen, you know, but you know, I didn't share all those memories, but for me, those things made me stronger and also made our friendship stronger. And, and you know, who would know who would look at your life now, electric vehicling and all of the glamorous things, you know, a million listeners on your podcast and who would know that there we'll were, get that. We're going to get there. There were hard times back in the day, right? And so mm -hmm. I think it had it not been, um, I think you cultivate people in your life that support you and you because of who you are. And I, I know that the universe just used me at that time. And it was, um, we were both trying to make it on some form. So, you know, it, I think that was the, the yes and the reason why I was a yes. And our native New Orleanian heritage or New Orleanian heritage versus where we were, you know, in North Louisiana, which with other people. Um, but here's the thing, Warren, I tell people if it was going to be a no, it would have been a no. Cause there are many people who bammed on or come over the years saying <laughs> help, help, right. help. And I was like, you better figure it out. Right. And so, but I think since we had that foundation and that shared ambition um, that, it was able allowed us to support each other when we needed to, and not just financially or, or some form of substance, but just sometimes it's that conversation of like, hey, I don't know what's going on and I need someone to talk to. And that's why I think um, relationships, we, we're, we're designed to be in relationships with one another, we as human beings, not human doings. And I so agree. people, uh, that's what sustained a lot of us through the quarantine and is sustaining us through the pandemic. And that's what I think people are wanting to deepen and strengthen. And in the pandemic, if it didn't teach you anything, it should teach your listeners that life is now. 
and it's arrogant to think that we have tomorrow because we've seen over 750,000 people have lost their lives and families impacted, um, unfortunately. And we pray that everyone in their lives was able to say what they needed to say. And that was a, it's been a wake up call for me. So us being in relationship, us uh, with our friends, the times we got a chance to get on zoom and, and talk about everything, right? Um, everything. That's what, those, <laughs> are the, those are the moments that you'll, we'll remember when our life comes to an end. Right. You know, so you, you touched on it a little bit, you know, both of us being from New Orleans um, and I don't want to go too deep into everything, <clears throat> but I would like to know, you know, that that catalyst, what was that that thought process behind you leaving New Orleans? You making that final decision to say, I want to live in New York City. Well, wow. So I so my story is my Louisianans through the Great Migration as uh, in black America through the 20s up until the 70s of blacks leaving the South. My Louisianans went west to uh, Los Angeles, San Francisco, and Seattle. And so I tell people, I, I, my Louisianans, I started in Tacoma, Washington. And a, a quick stop in Los Angeles, too, but that's another story. Um, but starting in Tacoma, Washington. So I got to New Orleans as a 13-year-old not realizing that I, my whole culture in Washington state was Louisiana. I just thought it was different. I didn't even equate it as Southern. I just thought it was, I didn't know why it was different. And then when I got to New Orleans, I was saying, oh, okay. So part of me missed the North. Other parts knew that um, it, I liked uh, traveling. So I grew up traveling. My mom and I and my sister, we drove across the United States three times as kids um, from Seattle to New Orleans to Chicago, back to Seattle. So I, I, I was the kid that could uh, beat you in show and tell because I went everywhere for the summer. That's remarkable. Not many um, people have that type of, you know, childhood. experience growing yeah. up. Yeah. And so single mom, uh, 75 Ford Granada. Um, and we did it, had a cooler and we learned how to read uh uh, maps on something called triptych with AAA, um, which was a flip, like a flip system. Um, so I remember that. But New Orleans, I knew I wanted to see the rest of the world. I didn't know how it was going to happen. And at first, at one point in my life, you know, um, well, living was easy in New Orleans, right? So you would never, if you starved in New Orleans, something was wrong. Something may, was absolutely wrong. You may starve now. I, I hear the rent prices on rent and whatnot. <laughs> but, um, but I always wanted to leave after I got out of school. Not, not. Uh, I'm still connected to my heritage, but at the same time, there's a big world out there, and especially like with meeting people that you met at Grambling, who were from all over the world, um, or meeting people that I went to college with from South Africa or whatnot. I always wanted to go other places, but my vision at the time was laced in scarcity. And the vision laced in scarcity that I could only go so far because number one, I'm black and black people don't do this and all these things that people imposed on me. My vision at the time had me wanting to get to Atlanta. That was as far as I could go. Also, because of my sexuality um, and me still trying to figure that out, I wanted to go places where I thought it was safe and not um, where I would be endangered or anything. And and although I didn't have all that flushed out, that's what I was in my head. So Atlanta was going to be it. August uh, 29, 20, 2005, here comes a, a hurricane called Hurricane Katrina. Not only did Hurricane Katrina uh, catapult me 
um, uh, cause the city and the region to evacuate. But the, at the time I was working for an employer that was New York based, I evacuated um, to Baton Rouge the day before the hurricane hit. Was and I was in tow, FYI. FYI, we evacuated <laughs> together. That's the, right. And then not only was I able to, it took a week for me to be able to contact my employer, contacted my employer. My employer said, we want you to come to New York. I flew to New York to help with the emergency effort. What the gift in that was, is that I got a chance to see New York as a day-to-day, nine-to-five, go-to-work, come-home place, not just a hangout go to Times Square for the weekend. So I wasn't a tourist. I was actually living and working. That's so amazing. Did, did that for a couple of months, came back to New Orleans, told my mom, girl, I'm leaving. And, <laughs> and went back to New York. And and that's almost 16 years ago. Wow. That's awesome. I mean, that's similar, you know, story of mine as well. But that's really awesome. Some of the details, because I haven't known, you know, heard you express that in that level as well. All right. So, you know, let's jump right into our, our topic today. You know, we want to talk about your consultant brand, you know, so tell the listeners out there, you know, about your consultant brand. Absolutely. So my name is Rashid Thomas and my company, my parent company is called RT Consulting. Um, But I have a coaching arm called Align Coaching. And that's where I do my coaching with um, individuals one-on-one or even leadership training with companies. So here's what I tell people. I help people discover information they can use. And I do that as an equity and inclusion educator. I do that as a professional life coach and I do that as a human resources professional. So I, I went to undergraduate to study television because I wanted to give people information they could use as a news reporter. I still give people information they can use. And so what I, enjoy and love doing is not only in one-on-one coaching, but I, I support people with seeing, starting where they are and supporting them getting where they want to be. And we do um, activities, we do life work, growth work, or you could say homework, but we, my job is to ask questions and dig deep and uncover and support people what is in their, what may not be present to them. You might say what's in their blind spot. Um, we also look at their belief systems and look at it, see if their belief systems are serving them. And so we, um, it depends. Sometimes it's a six month journey together. Sometimes it's a 90 day journey together. And that's individual coaching. I also do group training um, with, again, equity and inclusion. So I support companies with coming in, um, helping them set up their diversity and inclusion education, uh, facilitating the training for them, teaching Um, others training the trainers on how to deliver the uh, training, um, writing scripts for people, writing curriculum for people, for companies. And I really, what's the Rashid difference is, is that it's profoundly unique and profoundly authentic. And it's really designed to meet their company and the, the employees where they are. And that's also what makes my coaching profoundly unique and profoundly different is that I meet them right where they are. And my job is to bring out their brilliance. My job is to support them. I believe that as a certified coach, the answers lie in the client. My job is to help uncover it. And what I learned is that I'm actually bringing out your brilliance. I believe the universe has given us all gifts. It's just a matter of finding out where is that brilliance locked into you and and supporting you living the life that you say you want. Now, I'll stop here, but getting people to what they actually want. That's a, that's why they pay me. 
And so I'm honored to do this work. I'm honored when people trust me and I'm honored to bring my unique brand of, as I like to say, Rashibisms. So I'm a Southern black man, gay. Sometimes it sounds like a whole bunch of church. Sometimes it sounds like <laughs> a whole lot of corporate, but the biggest, I bring my authentic self and I, and I'm black. Right. And I said that already, but I bring that level of lived experience to the work and um, to my clients and they can hear it and they can see their own lives in it. And, and it unlocks uh, the answers for them. And then they go live the life that they want, but getting to what they want, that's what they pay me for. And I can tell you guys um, watching from the outside, you know, I see the professionalism and I see your ability to connect um, with individuals at different levels. I've, you know, there are times where I was not as confident and my ability to connect in, in groups of people, um, I definitely think I have overcome that. But watching you, Rashib, over the course of the, the years, you know, you can fit in any situation and be able to, you know, not, not only maneuver, but, you know, connect in that dynamic. Right. Whether it's being at a sporting event or a, a professional enhancement event training, um, you know, I have seen you in a successful light in all those manners. Um, and so, you know, I can tell you it's a tremendous value of having you as a friend um, when it comes to these particular topics. I call that making love to the crowd. So I, I've done <laughs> that. Yes, I'm I used to I used to did not like the title social butterfly, but mm -hmm. I am a social butterfly. Right. And so what I call it is making love to the crowd. Now, I've done that not as a professional not as a person of strength all the time. I've done that just because that was my go-to. I know how to do that. But there have been times I've been intimidated. I've done that. There have been times that I didn't feel worthy or I felt like someone was going to judge me. And I was courageous enough to do it anyway, and it yielded results. Right. That makes sense. All right. So what type of tips for successful branding can you offer to listeners today? Well, absolutely. So I think what... what I tell anyone is that what uh, to connect to your brand, you got to find out what's unique about you. And I know, I know that's a level of discovery that a lot of us haven't stepped into. And I, it took me so long to get clear on just everything and how I'm delivering to you today. A few years ago, I didn't have permission to do that because I, I worked in every box and I was trying to fit in every box and, you know, climb every corporate ladder and in anything that, you know, seemed a little too extra, a little too much. Mm -hmm. I, and I am extra and I am too much. And so uh, I kept hitting a brick wall because I was trying not to be who I am. Right. Mm -hmm. And it. so that's what I think people, your listeners, um, when uh, understanding your brand, not only find out what's unique and important about you, that thing that people always remind you about, or that thing that people tease you about, or they go to you for, or your family knows you for, you know, how you like to pick uh, holiday presents or how you like uh, your style of, you know, um, uh, leadership or if you get feedback often. So listen to the feedback and also listen to yourself. What's unique about you that no one else does? Like I'm a talker, right? And right. So, same. <laughs> so but I used to try to hide that. Well, I am. And then I, I like to make people laugh. So. I've learned that if people are not laughing in my presence, then I'm not operating in my gifts because I, I had to own the fact that I love to make people laugh and I make people laugh. Right. Right. And so, but I used to be scared of that because 
that was that was extra and too much. So number one, own your gifts and and be clear on what those gifts are. Number two, when you're deciding what your brand is, you know, no comparison. Comparison is a device of the ego because love makes none. Meaning if you're trying to open a pizza shop and there are 20 other pizza shops, right. then don't compare your pizza shop to their pizza shop. Open your pizza shop, right? Because if it's important to you and it matters to you, you're going to build your community based on who you are and based on what your brand is, right? Um, and then, so not only uh, understand what's unique about you, um, there's there's room for you, room for you and then also understand that everything communicates about your brand. I often say that, um, meaning that everything you do because you're a walking embodiment of what you are. That's right. You know, it, that's is, right. Everything communicates. Now, if you want to be ratchet on social media, <laughs> then that's who you are. And I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but do know that everything communicates. So what do you want to communicate? And I got that coaching years ago in 90. Uh, uh, maybe 2007, 2007 was someone said, uh-uh, they saw a post on my Facebook page and they didn't like it and it wasn't a good post. And guess what? Ever since then, my Facebook has only been love, joy, motivation. Um, right. And like you said earlier, we, we are human. We can have some of these thoughts, right? But we don't have to share those thoughts with, with the general public because it lives forever, well, for now, forever, on se on these social media platforms, you know, you can have these type of discussions one on one to maybe, you know, dig a little bit deeper of why am I having that type of feeling? But, you know, you don't have to post it out there all the time. Right. And we live in a cancel culture where we see that people are searching tweets from 10 years ago and pulling it up. And so here's the thing you I said, be authentic. Also, you want to live. You want to create your circle and create your bubble where you can be authentic to where if you're managing your brand, do know that everything communicates. Um, and I think, in, and last thing I'll say with people with their brand is try try it, whatever it may be, try it, whatever it may be. Um, you won't know it. You won't know the answer until you try it. That makes and, sense. Yeah, you won't know the answer until you try it. So um, find out what's unique about you. Um, don't compare. There's there's an abundance. There's room for you. Um, everything communicates. And last thing I'll say, and this is usually um, um, oh, everything communicates. Try it. And then also do know that um, not only to try it, but also when you're working with other people, you want to be able to answer what you want to answer a pain point. That's what a lot of the marketers say, right? So mm -hmm. you want to answer a question for them or support them. Like I'm helping, I support people get from where they are to where they want to be. Um, I support people getting unstuck. I'm supporting people with updating their beliefs. So then you want to answer the question, what are you supporting people with? Like I, I have a friend that just launched his um, line of business, his coaching, and he says he can tell you how to go from a uh, a line employee to a VP of a company in 14 months, mm. which, which he did. And so you want to be able to answer or solve for them, solve a problem for them. That makes total sense. Um, I believe happiness is where we are. I began to wonder why so many professionals got burned out or lost interest 
after finding their dream job. That was the moment I decided to write this book. Does that sound familiar? That sounds familiar. That sounds like <laughs> about that life leadership lessons for the urban professional. Exactly. So, you know, the about that life book as an author, you know, just just explain the catalyst for you writing this book, the title, the inspiration, you know, uh, tell us a little bit more about that. Well, I, it was so I think it's a it's a catchphrase out there. I'm about that life. And I kept saying to myself, yeah, I'm about that life. And at the time it was all things leadership. You know, I, I, I'm a volunteer with the National Urban League, have held leadership roles, was at the time building my coaching business and I was doing it and operating in excellence. And I'm the person that shows up in the room that I get it done. Right. And or when you're on my team, the team wins or when I'm on your team, the team wins. And so I was about that life. And so I wanted to not only use that title, but I also uh, champ wanted to be in integrity with myself. And what that means is I had a vision or I had a dream to write a book. And so I wanted to not just have that dream go on for two and three years. I said, let me do it. So I got some coaching around uh, starting my project and I got some support. I was uh, with writing down my ideas. And then when I got an editor, that's when I was able to um, uh, formulate those ideas and put them in the flow. And then it was just, I also, the, the foundation of it all with me saying all of this was just to tell my story and not just to tell my story. Right. right? And from my point of view, so if, to memorialize things that I was feeling, things that I was saying, things that had been said to me. And so I was able to share that information with my mother, with my sister, with people in my life so they can see life through my lens, my life through my lens. Right. And so and I also wanted to try it, just like I told your listeners to try it and see what happens. Makes because sense. It, it also opened up doors for multiple conversations, multiple business opportunities, but just to be able to minister into people's lives, as I like to say. So that's why I'm about that life. And that was the catalyst. I love it. I love the title. I um, recall the time we went to London. Was that 2017? Yes. Uh, we went to the um, football game, uh, NFL in Europe, um, to watch our New Orleans Saints battle the Miami Dolphins. And you had a, was it a, a, a mini launch party out there. And I found that remarkable. You know, across the pond, you know, in a different country, you were still able to, you know, coordinate an event um, with your um your readers, you know, out there, I thought that was outstanding and just how you were able to connect and, and to meet people and to sustain these relationships. You know, I, um, I really enjoyed that. Let me say, and we went to a place, I almost uh, shout out to Trailer Happiness in on Portobello Road in Notting Hill. Um, Sly Augustin is the proprietor and he does an amazing job and the drinks were strong. Yeah, and, and here's the thing. It's, I've had to answer my own question that I've I support uh, my uh, clients with, and I offer to your listeners, what's the life you dream about? And part of that is to have global business and global context and have a global community. That's the life I dream about. So I'm able to show up in London and say, oh, I'm having an event and have people show up, right? I'm able to go to Berlin and do that. I'm able to go to uh, Dublin and do that. And that's the life that I dream about, mobile and global, global and mobile. And so... It's been a muscle that I've had to build, right? And to where I picked up the phone and say, hey, you know, if I, I don't have an agent, so some of these things I've done individually and I've used 
uh, people like you all have supported me and it's picking up the phone say, I'd like to book your venue for an event. And, and people, you know, say date time and they say, okay. And in other countries, like, right. wow. And so, and not only that, that's sometimes it doesn't have to be other countries for your listeners. It can be the coffee shop down the street, or it can be um, the venue, the pizza shop across town, but it's, it's being courageous enough to start somewhere to try something and then, and see what happens and then, and then learn from it and then do it again. And do it again. I love it. Um, So one thing about that, you know, you know, I think the listeners here, you know, those who are out, you know, even considering starting their own business, writing their own book, starting an adventure or an activity that's, that's out of the norm or something that you want to embrace. You know, I can tell you guys, um, Rashid, provides a wealth of knowledge when it comes to these uh, subjects. Um, So please keep that in mind as you guys are considering that having a life coach or having coaching to some degree will really help you get that started. Um, So, you know, what type of advice you can provide, you know, the listeners here on starting your own business, as you say, you have the umbrella company of RT Consulting um, with Align Coaching um, as a subsidiary. But, you know, so, you know, we see you have, uh, levels to your, your 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 business here, but you know, someone starting off, you know, at the early stages, you know, what type of advice you can provide for someone starting out? out? <clears throat> so one thing that I thank you for that, and and something you just said around getting coaching. Here's the thing: Michael Jordan had a coach. That's right. Kobe had a coach. LeBron has a coach. Um, Colin has a coach. Had a coach. Uh, Steph Curry has a coach. Anytime you see people leveling up, you always need an outside point of view to support you with seeing the things that you can't see. Because the, the only there's only one version of you that exists in your head. Everyone else, everyone else has a different version of you. I love that. <laughs> that so makes you, that makes total sense. <laughs> I just and someone told that to me years ago, right? And so one of the things I like to tell people is it doesn't have to be a business plan, but I tell people write it down and make it plain. Right. And so some, just jot your ideas down. Be obedient to your ideas. So when I'm jumping out of the shower, when I'm getting in the shower, when I'm walking down the street and something hits me, I've trained myself, champ, to write it down. I put a note in my phone or what have you, a voice note, because I need to go back to it. Right. Because sometimes we get hit with that level of brilliance, like, oh, this would be a great idea. So write down, write down the vision for the business. Right. And then you'll start doing things like getting incorporated. Yes. You can Google all of that, right? But mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be a grand plan. You can be a sole proprietor or you can be an LLC. You want to look at how much it costs to register in your state um, or where you are. And you can either even do things like LegalZoom.com. Now, you don't need to do that to get started doing a business. But if you want to get legit, so when you start you get your business, um, you get your registration, then you get your tax ID, and then you open a business account. That That's when you feel sexy. I agree. Um, that's when I felt it. <laughs> right. That You said, oh, I got a business account. So you, you'll need all of those documents to bring to the bank uh, to mm-hmm. get set up um, with the opening deposit. And here's a beautiful thing. There's so many free business checking accounts out there. My first business checking account was free because I talked to a, a, an accountant who said, Rashid, you better go in Manhattan and find a free business account. Fortunately, there was one on my corner that was actually a major bank that had a free business checking. And and then you start um, 
I often to ask people, you don't need a, you, it's not a 911 to have a, a website, but if you do want to be able to lock in some portals where people can access you, you have to under, find out how are people going to access you? Is it through social media only? How are they going to book you for business? And then in going back to when I said, what's your idea? You also want to know what services you want to offer, right? And so once you uh, have the idea written down, then you get your yourself incorporated or sole proprietorship. Then you get your tax ID. That's for free at irs.com.gov. You don't need to do, someone doesn't need, you don't need to pay someone to do it. All these, I did it all for free. Then you open your business checking account. You want to understand how people are going to access you. Um, so if you offer service like a, a 90 day or 12 session coaching program, which I offer, I have a website that people go to. I use, people use things like MailChimp. I use a CRM or client relationship management system that it, it supports with getting their email, sending them an auto response automation. Um, so how are they going to access you? And then your marketing, um, where once you have all those systems in place, um, expect the floodgates to open. So when you start marketing that, hey, you all, I'm open for business, you want that flow to be seamless. And everything that I just said, practice it. Right. Go walk through it and see how it works. Walk through it like a client. I even, my first coaching client was my sister. Um, although I had been coaching for other people, but when I branched out on my own and did my own thing, I asked my sister to be my first client. Um, and here's the thing. I was able to test my systems out. So right. when I thought the e calendar invite for our weekly sessions, I thought it was linked here. It was actually linked there. When I, the automation for the coaching intake questionnaire, I thought it was coming through this email. It was actually coming through that email. So I had to work out all those bugs. So by the time I was ready for the other 10 clients, I had all those systems worked out. Right. I mean, I love it. Uh, I kind of went through the same experience here. You know, I, when you say you have those moments of brilliance, um, that happens for me often and it's random when it happens. Um, and so I have my trusted, trusted one note on my phone that links to my desktop. I have everything organized in folders. I am OCD when it comes to folders and labeling and having everything organized, but I think it's concise. And to your point, plain language, just type out that idea. You don't have to have the flushed out details, just write it down. And over time you can expand on that. And I, Definitely agree. Just get started somewhere, you know, and just put yourself out there, like as you mentioned. And and, and you use your sister as an example, as a test. You know, right. I've used many people as a test as well. You know, you can do that. Right. That's people you trust and you have the level of confidence with that, you know, that won't, you know, overly judge, but could provide you that authentic conversation or and or feedback that you're looking for from an outside party um, that's outside of your own thinking. Um, I think that's tremendous to have in your corner. Um, and a, a, a treatment is a way to start off your own business. Um, so, you know, I definitely, you know, just ecstatic that not only that you are my first guest, but that you yourself, Rashid, is my first guest. I think this um, makes total sense um, for our level of friendship we've had over the years and understanding. And, and also, you know, the type of information that you bring to the table, um, I think is definitely useful for listeners. And um, so how does someone get in touch with you? You know, if someone wants to purchase your book or visit your website, 
Um, so how's that? How would we make that possible? Absolutely. So I'm on Instagram. People can see me link in bio. So that's at R-A-H-S-H-I-B. Um, and so at Rashib, or they can go to RashibThomas.com. Um, I love if they go to RashibThomas.com, they'll be able to either purchase the book and they can get an autographed copy from me. And there's some nice. other off- offerings that I offer. Not only can they book a dis- free or complimentary discovery call, a 20 minute discovery call where we can talk about what they're up to and see if uh, working together is a match. And then I also offer an online e-course called Align e-course where it's a, it's a great time of the year to get people transitioning to 2022 and Align e-course gives them uh, 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 systems and practices to actually put in place that are sustainable that will um, increase any results that they have or looking to create. Um, and so um, all of those things are available going to RashidThomas.com or even um, Instagram and the link in bio. I love it. So what I'm going to do is put also your website in the description of this episode. And so to drive everyone to your page, guys, you get 20% off. I'm sorry, you said a 20 uh, minute free coaching session. Correct. <laughs> everyone listening, you should go to the website immediately to get that free session. And you may discover more. Um, well, I think we pretty much covered everything uh, today. I definitely thank you, Rashid, for joining me as my first guest on um, this episode. Um, remember, everybody. Positive energy leads to positive vibes. And don't forget to subscribe if this is your first time joining. No Pants Required can be found on Google Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Peace.